You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago on this Monday morning, the last day of January. It's hard to believe that a month ago today was the last day of 2021. Tomorrow begins February, and I hear, Mark, that uh, big snowstorm coming tomorrow evening all through Wednesday and possibly Thursday morning. They're unable to give an amount, but I'm sure it won't match out east Boston. They got two feet of snow in some communities, 30 inches of snow. Driving in today, it looks like a Chicago winter. There's snow, and you know more is coming. Yeah, but the thing is, having gone through January, you get through February into March, and then you see light at the end of the tunnel. But it's been, so what, at this point, an average mild winter. How's this? Three years ago today, 31st of January, February one was that polar vortex oh. where we had 50 degrees below zero wind chill wow. today and tomorrow. We have a great second half lined up, 312-255-8408. Officer Michael Carroll of the Chicago Police Department, who is a religious communities outreach liaison with the police department, joins us. Officer Michael Carroll, welcome to the program this morning. How are you, Mike? Good, sir. How are you? Good, thanks. Welcome to the program. Are you born and raised in Chicago? I am. I was. I was. <clears throat> I was born and raised in the city. I went to uh, Queen of All Saints growing up. Oh, sure. And so I'm, I'm from the north side. Where'd you I go to high school? Was, uh, uh, Loyola Academy. Oh my gosh! And I, I was pastor for 18 years, or associate, and then pastor next door at St. Mary of the Woods. Really? So I'm positive you would have grown up with guys in the neighborhood who connected with St. Mary of the Woods and their family. Oh, I know many, many people who went to see Mary of the Woods. It was always a joke, though, because it was us versus them. Those are the guys on the other side of the track. So <laughs> the football and basketball, the guys at St. St. Mary of the Woods ended up being some of my best friends uh, in high school. But in grammar school, a little different. <laughs> Boy, do you have, have you summarized it well? Oh, my gosh, officer. <laughs> that's, that's to the T. And it, uh, well, now, for example, you are, you are the religious communities outreach liaison. Maybe explain for our listeners exactly how that position happened and what does that mean? So the position started last year and they came up with many of these organizations, many of these um, officers that are uh, officers work in different communities. So we have a liaison for the faith-based community, which is me. We have a uh, an officer for the uh, homeless community, uh, LGBT officers. So the focus is working with people in those communities that might not have a good connection with officers. So my focus is uh, people who are in um, smaller faith groups. So the Jewish community, the Catholic community, um, groups that are not have as many as other. Granted, there are more Catholics in the city than some might think, uh, but it is a way for me to connect with those different communities that might not have a good relationship with officers or may have no relationship with officers. So the focus is for me to um, be, to do outreach to those groups since 
learn more about them. I know much about them, but they might not know about officers. So um, the more that we know as officers about those faith groups, the better that we can uh, serve them in our community. Michael, did you inherit the position or did you create the position? Uh, it was put out because it is part of the uh, uh, consent decree. So I had put in through it. So in school, I had studied theology. Uh, I had lived overseas. I have lived in a bunch of places. Uh, when I was in high school, the Jesuits, I, I uh, drank the Kool-Aid, let's say. So I wanted to make uh, service part of my yeah. life. So after college, I was in the Peace Corps and I volunteered in Africa and, and, and in Asia. And then uh, my time living over there, I, um, I, I wanted to learn as much as I could about different faith groups and faith communities and just serve my community. Uh, this position with the department just kind of fit that bill. When it came out, I said, this is perfect for me because this was my background when I had lived overseas uh, serving the community in different groups that might not be like my family, like like my community. Uh, and that was my hope with it. And so far, so good. It's interesting, Mike, that uh, your background, Queen of All Saints, Lowell Academy, so Catholic grammar yeah. school, Catholic high school, yes. that it's so part of you. But then yet you wanted to give your life as a Chicago police officer. And I will say this on the air. The Chicago Police Department are the unsung heroes, along with our first responders and hospitals and the doctors and the nurses and the whole staffs, for the great work that you do. Uh, when I see a police officer, I'm at Holy Name Cathedral, so I'm walking to the hospital or just walking by Michigan Avenue or whatever. I see a police officer. I go up and say, thank you, and may God bless you. And I mean that sincerely, the work that you do. Um, and like anything, does it have its problems? Yeah, welcome to the human family for all of us. Yeah, right. But, but in your life, with your foundation in Catholicism, but you wanted to give your life as a police officer. When did you make that decision to say, I want to serve the people of God as Chicago police yeah. officer? So for me, um, I always wanted to be a cop. So gr growing up, what did you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an astronaut. I want to dance. I want to uh, whatever. I always wanted to be a cop. I never thought that I actually would be. I was in, so I went in college. I went to a Jesuit school. I went to Fairfield University in Fairfield, Connecticut. So for me, um, I wanted to make service part of my life. So I went into, into the Peace Corps and like everything with all of us, uh, I was there during the terrorist attacks. Oh, so wow. I watched, um, I was in Africa and I watched on the, the television, uh, they had firebombed a mosque in the South suburbs of our city. And they had killed, I think it was one or two Sikhs who aren't even Muslim. So these things are happening and people are blaming others for things that happen that have nothing to do with their faith. And um, it just clicked. Uh, I came home after the terrorist attacks and just by chance, the test was being offered for the, the department. I did that, uh, took the test and I left again and lived nine months in AIDS hospice and orphanage in B Bangkok, Thailand with uh, Father Joseph Meyer uh, at the Human De Development Foundation which is in Bangkok, Thailand. Um, and then when I had to start paying off my college loans, just by chance, I came home and that uh, in the mail at mom's house was the letter from the department to enter into the, uh, the next steps to be an officer. So for me, it was this service that I chose. Uh, it just kind of fell into place, but ended up being the perfect spot for me. I chased bad guys and did, you know, uh, crime fighting for 
about a decade before I went into other positions. And this is my current position that I'm proud to have. Now, can I ask Father Greg to uh, tell Mike, because you said chance just happened, blah, blah, blah. Can, not blah, 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 but you know what I'm saying. Um, um, <laughs> I do. Greg, great, great can you explain talk. to Michael what that process was um, about a, a... A coincidence? Yes. A great line. Here's a great line. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. That's coincidence. You're on a path. I fully agree. You're on a path. God's way of remaining anonymous. We can say, oh, what a coincidence, Mike. This happened, this happened. No, no. It's God, the believer, God weaving through our lives in very mysterious ways. The unbeliever will say, oh, what a coincidence in your life. No, no. The believer would say, God's way of remaining anonymous, working through your life, and yet you're responding to that call, and yet it's sometimes hard to listen because we get in our own way. We get in our own way. So now the position you're in right now, Mike, as the religious community's outreach liaison, <clears throat> is that a one-year position or is that ongoing? Full-time. I, I, I'm, I am ongoing, so I am the one in the whole department. Every district should have a faith-based uh, officer in, in the district. We also have uh, um, uh, uh, affinity officers. So every district will have an officer who will speak to that community one officer working for the whole faith community is quite difficult in this is a very large city. So it would be, I would work in conjunction with those officers in those districts. And uh, not every area has uh, issues with um, reaching out to our, our, our officers. So some faith groups like what happened, for instance, in Texas, um, was it last week or two, two weeks ago, that obviously brought up a lot more um, needs in our Jewish community. So we had a lot more outreach with those um, those faith groups. Um, for me, it's reading the news, following the news, seeing what's happening in order to make sure that I outreach to that community or to this community. Um, and it's a work in progress. I am the first one. Uh, I have the background of it, but you know, I learn things new every single day. If I say that I know everything about my job, uh, being an officer for just over uh, 18 years, I don't know everything. And the, the more that I learn from the community that I serve, the more that I do outreach, the better officer I can be, the better dad I can be, and uh, part of this community. Now, completely sidebar, different type of question, not to amb- ambush you. With your background, sure. did you ever think about priesthood? I actually did uh, quite some time ago. And I went to a Jesuit college, and it did come up in my in my mind, but I thought that my, um, I had met my then girlfriend, now wife. Uh, it just, this was my path. I think, um, I know the priesthood is harder for some people and it is a thing that I had for sure thought about, but, um, this was my path. And well, I think you would have been there a, were many things that I, I'm sorry. I think you would have been a great one because you're a well, great thank you very much. Officer, you're a man of service and passion and all giving back to the community. That's who you are. Mark, I, Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I actually do read at Mass as uh, as much as possible, not only because I uh, choose to and I like doing it, it helps me better to speak in public. Uh, I worked with the uh, with, with our department for four years in the uh, news media, so talking with the media about whatever the issues might be. So my practice is going to Mass because I'm a good 
good. I, I try to be a good Catholic. So I want to do much uh, volunteering at my kid's school and at, at my parish as I possibly can. So that is um, terrific. wonderful. Mark, take us to break. Sure. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes with Officer Michael Carroll, the Religious Communities Outreach Liaison with the Chicago Police Department. Maybe when we come back, Michael, you could share with us uh, some of the challenges that uh, you see today um, in your position. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. charities we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. 
To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago with Father Greg Sackowitz. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago also to view our program. We're with Officer Michael Carroll, Religious Communities Outreach Liaison with the Chicago Police Department. Michael, your position is a position of hope, collaboration, um, looking to a positive future. What are the challenges today for you as you approach your position Today, right now, in this moment. Today, right now, I think the for my position is my biggest challenge is to help teach other officers about these wow. different faith communities. A lot of officers might not know that there are groups of Christians, Muslims, Jews that are coming from different parts of the world that they may have never even heard of, uh, Southeast Asia, Africa. So when they come to these to to our city and they need service from our department, a lot of officers might not know the customs, might not know the things about these um, new uh, people in our city. So for me, the biggest challenge is trying to teach other officers about these different faith communities and different groups. Uh, I, I always start by saying, listen, these are people just like you and me. They have kids, they have to worry about uh, the deep, uh, the, uh, to cut the lawn, they have to worry about taxes, safety, garbage collection, just because they wear different um, clothing, speak a different language, eat different food. For me, it was trying to teach other officers around me that um, the best way to serve these uh, communities is to learn more about these faith communities. So I try to work with other officers in different districts and teach them those things and tell them and say, and work with them. Uh, officers want to serve their community. We all chose this job to serve our community. And that's why I did it. And that's why every other officer that I have met has done it. In any way I can help other officers uh, to connect with those faith groups, I wanna do. And that to me is my biggest challenge and my every single day in this position. And then getting out there with those faith groups. Um, I can only do so much at a desk. So for me, getting out and meeting those people, getting coffee, having having lunch, those are very important. Um, uh, steps that I can take to work with them, learn more about them. And then if God forbid something happens, they need uh, us, they need an officer, they will know how to connect and hopefully our officers will be able to more easily work with them as so, well. So Mike, you're very simply saying is you're a big part of your position is relationship building, not from your Absolutely. office, but getting out on the street, going to the different communities, introducing yourself, talking with them, getting to know each other, so which means, as you said in the beginning of the program, this has been a brand new position created. You are the first person in charge of this position. So in many ways, yeah. you are learning as you go along. 
you're actually creating a job description every day. Absolutely. And that to me is the most important thing. When I first came on, one of the officers who taught me, my field training officer said, if you don't learn something new every single day, you aren't doing it right. Yeah. It is the most important thing. I have made, I have made over a thousand arrests. I have been out there and done all these things with the department and gotten awards chased on bad guys. But if you're learning, you can't serve your community properly unless you know your community. So for me, getting out there um, is the most important thing. And some people say, oh, so you go out and drink coffee for a living. I'm like, well, you all have to have coffee every, you know, every, every day. So it's, if, 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 if my, my connection coffee. with that community as your coffee <laughs> and Mark, <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and, and that's the most important thing I think is that uh, if I can connect to what, with them is the most important thing. Their faith, their community, their family is their most important thing. Uh, I know it's my most most important thing. So if I think of it in that same way, if I do outreach in that same way, um, I can only do better and learn more. So that's my hope with my position. That's my hope with me working with other officers saying, this is actually more important than you might think. Because most people, when they call police, why do they call police usually? A car accident, maybe, there's a theft. How do we connect with you, the victim of a crime, and help you to solve whatever issues you have? So um, that's my hope with this position. Now, now, this is a difficult question, but in the news recently when um, the people in the synagogue were able to escape from that um, the person holding them hostage, they saved their own lives, but they saved them because they said they received training from yeah. the law enforcement in their community. Your your um, uh, motto is to serve and to protect. Do you connect with faith communities that way in terms of training? You don't want to even think about it, but True. those folks had training to help save their lives. Do do you are you involved with that with faith communities? I personally don't teach, but I know that they have officers in the 24th district, uh, for instance, that do, that do go to mosques, that do go to places of worship, that do go to the Jewish community and do teach them those basics. Mm -hmm. So there are groups, there are private groups also that do it. There are two or three that I know of personally that go to uh, faith groups and will teach them about, you know, best practices when it comes to um, if, God forbid, something like that does happen, a person does enter the house of worship with a weapon, what is the process? Mm -hmm. uh, there are groups that do it that are private and there are officers within our department that also teach. Uh, I personally don't, but I have been, I have gone through that, that kind of training and it is tough because like I said, I read at mass. So yesterday I was at mass up on the altar and my daughter who is 10 was also there and she serves as an uh, altar server. It's always in the back of my mind yeah. these things that are happening in churches in Texas or because uh, it, it has happened before in churches, obviously. Uh, the Sikh community, the um, last year or two years ago in Christchurch. So these things are happening and it's terrible. But the more that we know, the more that we train, the, the better we can be. And then um, hopefully these kind of things. You know, Michael Annette is uh, a commander, John Hine from 18 for the cathedral yeah. has reached out to me 
and we've talked more than once about the safety of our people because it's a reality in the world we live in, but he's an outstanding new commander in 18, and I know him well. Uh, also, you have to know the police chaplain, Father Dan Brandt. Have you been in discussion? <laughs> he's a funny You know guy. him. Look at the smile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know him. I know you him know very him. well. I know him very well. We all know Dan. Too. He's got a great sense of humor. And now, yes. when you took this position, have you met with Dan to get some advice or some uh, counsel? Because he's the police chaplain for Chicago. So I'm sure you've talked to him. I'm sure Dan would right now say that Michael needs lots of counsel. He needs lots <laughs> of counsel. That's what Dan would That's Dan talks. Uh, but I've known Dan for years, um, and uh, I also know John Hine also. He was my sergeant 15 years ago, so I know him very well also. So, um, And now he has a new position, and uh, John's a very good choice to lead that uh, district. He's doing an outstanding uh, job. Yeah, so I— You didn't I answer the question, know, Michael. <laughs> about Dan. Dan Grant. Or maybe Dan I comes to you for to counsel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Dan will be calling in soon if, he, if, he, if he's watching. Um, I do know Dan very well, and I did reach out to him um, about this position, and I and I have, and then not just Dan, but all the chaplains, um, because they have their finger on the pulse of those communities as well. Um, and every neighborhood is different, and every place is different, and any resource I can get to learn more, and Dan for sure was a resource that I have gone to in fact, we spoke last week um, about uh, a different faith group that he and I talked about. So um, he's there every day. I can call him on a cell phone, and he will answer the phone. Now, Mike, we need to bring the program to a close. Uh, can you give us maybe sure. a website or a phone number for people to learn more about the position or if they have questions for you, how they can get in contact with you? Sure. I can give you my email. It's Michael period Carroll, and spelled C-A-R-R-O-L-L, the number two, at uh, chicagopolice.org. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Good. But um, any uh, any officer, so any person in the community who wants to do outreach, wants to learn more, please, anytime, I'm always open to meet new people and learn new things. Well, I want to thank in a very special way Officer Michael Carroll, yes. the Religious Communities Outreach Liaison with the Chicago Police Department. Michael, it was a great having you as a guest today. Keep up the great work. God bless you. Special thanks to thank our co-host. Go Ramblers. Go, Go Ramblers. Go Ramblers. <laughs> Great work of our producer engineers, Michael May, Brian Hockey, and Man Brock. For listeners, God bless all of you. <laughs> Have a great week. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.